I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This episode comes out on your birthday. (gasps) It's my birthday episode and it's my favorite topic, (laughs) tight pussies and cocks. It actually is quite, I think it's... In the ethers, or it's serendipity. It's perfect. Well, and people are probably like, what's a tight cock? What are you referring to? Find out when you listen to the episode. Uh, Happy birthday, my love. And, oh, thank you. Thank you. So today, when this comes out, is my birthday. I am 38 going on 12. And this episode is really special to me because, one, Jenny Putt's awesome. Two, April's awesome. Three, I actually put my thumb in my pussy on air, but not for pleasure to, like, do the the whole remediation. That was... We've never done that before. I've never touched my genitals it was really cool. internally on air before. We like, well, it feels like a brain. Yeah, no, brain. It actually didn't feel brainy. No, it was brainy. It's smooth. It, well, no, no, no. Mine had a little brainies. It was brain. A little bit of brainies. There was, uh, there was brain. <laughs> there was brain. Well, you were on air. You were talking about the, someone's anal canal feeling brainy. And I was like, huh, interesting. I always thought of like my vaginal canal feeling brainy, meaning like it has these texture things, almost like a ribbed condom, but like way better because it's a pussy. If you don't know, keep listening. Yeah, keep listening <laughs> to learn about my brain. So anyways, stay tuned. And I believe this is the last time we're doing this, at least for now. So you, if you've been listening regularly, you've heard us share a trailer, an appetizer at the end, which is via other podcasts in our network, the Pleasure Podcast Network, which is wonderful. We love Pleasure Podcasts. And this one is with erotic short stories. And you can listen to erotic short stories and maybe get a little turned on on so stay tuned to the end don't tune out because you'll want to hear some erotic short stories taste oh. the <laughs> i like the way you say Arrah. are you ready for a sex question please give it to me amy hard i'm going to give oh, sorry, it to i was just getting an erotic short story. <laughs> hard and soft at the same time i'm a straight penis owner and i have a question regarding the use of sex toys with a partner that has genital herpes is it safe to use toys with a partner that has genital herpes? And if I eventually use that toy again afterwards with a new partner after it has been properly cleaned, is that okay? Or will the virus contaminate the toy entirely? That's a great, I think that's a multiple layered question. Yeah. Because number one, you can always clean your products if you use body safe products. Meaning they're non-porous. So that's like medical grade silicone, hard ABS plastic, stainless steel, things like that. Because they're, when they're non-porous, they're sanitizable. But if they're porous, then they hold in bacteria even if you try to clean it. Because like, think of open pores. Yes, exactly. Or a sponge. Or a sponge. Like those other sex toys would be like a sponge. And then the toys, I mean, we know this. It's very easy to clean things that, or like cookware often is made of silicone or various things that are not porous. So, uh, or metal. um, I didn't understand medical grade silicone until I was using cookware Ah. that was silicone and you can get it hot and you can put it in the dishwasher when it doesn't have 
an, a motor in it, you can clean it easily and you can use it again and again and it will never grow bacteria and it can be put in your butt if you want to do if it has a uh, flange exactly yes. uh, like like a pacifier uh, a base that makes it anal safe so when it comes to using the toys that are made of these materials meaning non-porous so the, again the silicone hard abs plastic and then um, stainless steel and there's other ones if you put it on your body and you have genital herpes and say you had an outbreak and you're putting your fluids on there and then you fully clean it meaning you sanitize it with soap and water you can put these some of them in the dishwasher as long as it doesn't have a motor it should not absorb anything on there that would be able to be passed on to another person but if you use the other toys then it totally could that's definitely possible i don't know how long the herpes virus can live on you know outside the body on a material i have no idea it might only be a matter of hours it might not it might be a matter of minutes it it might be a matter of days. I don't have the answer to that, but it's worth investing in toys that are non-porous and very body safe. I have something to ask you slash if you don't know the world, but I don't know, number one, how comfortable it is to use sex toys when your bits are inflamed with a genital herpes outbreak because mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. It can be really uncomfortable. And I don't know for folks, it can always be anywhere on the body. And the shedding of the virus is at different times. There's so many different layers to what can happen with your body. However, if you do use a sex toy with them, I believe you have to be careful if someone is into using sex toys, if they're having an outbreak and they've communicated that with you. You mean like more for pain and not feeling good? or Well, yes, if it, it might not feel good. But if they're into it still, if they know they're having an outbreak and they and, and they know they are in the uh, the period where they could actually like, transmit the, virus, the infection, yeah. uh -huh. right? If they're still into it and you use a sex toy, I don't know, and I don't know if you know, how long it could actually live, even after you washed it, or because it's a skin-to-skin -skin contact thing. So if you put it on a silicone toy, so if I have an outbreak and I use a silicone toy and I thoroughly wash it, then it's sanitized. That's Do you know it. what if it gets on... Okay, so what if fluids, because it can be transferred skin-to-skin, -skin or... And I don't know if herpes can be transferred by fluids, but if you're with someone and using a toy, if, you're, if your skin comes in contact with their skin that it that has the outfit that has the virus uh -huh. do you think that it could be transferred do we know Just that skin on skin right so if i touch my skin to your area that has an outbreak then yes i could get it but but it likes mucous membranes and moist areas so that's why you generally find it in a mouth or on or closer to the mouth or on the face although i've heard people getting around their eyes their nose or genitals so like you very rarely would meet someone if ever has herpes on their hand um, so i was when i because i was diagnosed with this at 17 to not share towels with people because it was held in towels that but that's a porous material okay and and then if your towel is wet and you rub your genitals on it and then they rub that exact same spot on their genitals i don't know again i don't know how long is it 20 minutes later is it the next day i don't know the answer to that and that's probably online you could probably look it up but i bet it's not a perfect science yeah that makes sense it's a porous material but we're talking about non-porous material that is sanitized that's different or if i use a non-porous material like a silicone toy on me and i have herpes and then i use it on you but i don't clean it we have another problem right uh, okay. so that so that's just ways to be more careful about it honestly for me uh, i don't have genital herpes but i have cold sores on my on my lips and um, not currently and i have it under control but um, when even when i have that i don't feel sexy i'm not i'm not wanting to have sex and i'm really careful because i don't want to pass that on thank you i love that <laughs> your sex education has helped me throughout my sex life sometimes i hear your voice when i'm i'm banging it out I'm, <laughs> 
would like you're doing a good job. Really say good things about this. Okay, you ready for a bio? Yes, I would like a bio. Jenny Putt is a pelvic floor physical therapist and sex educator, among many other letters that go after her name. She believes talking about sex, poop, pee, and genitals shouldn't be deemed awkward or inappropriate. And the world would be a better place if people were more connected to their pelvic floor and had access to more pleasure. To learn more, visit JennyPuttPT.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with repeat guest Jenny Putt. She's a pelvic floor specialist. Can I call you that? Sure. All right. I'll take <laughs> it. All right, nice. Pelvic floor specialist. I've known Jenny since high school, so we go way back, and we are here to talk about tight pussies, also some tight cocks, tight assholes, uh, tight pelvic floors, and we're going to do a little bit of myth busting uh, to, you know, just just enlighten you because uh, we have some thoughts and ideas about that. And it's not just ours. There's plenty of other sex educators. I've talked to plenty of penis owners and vulva owners who um, would agree with what we are about to dive into. Also, we had a bunch of interesting comments slash uh-huh. feedback slash questions from the last time we recorded together. And we want to bring some of those fun they're not facts. Yeah. They're fun, uh, <laughs> fun tracks of information and comments up to it. They're actually quite entertaining. Slash. Yeah. I like saying slash today. Slash. I like slash 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 slash. And we're going to talk. Slash that type of pussy. You just made me think of. <laughs> Speaking of pussies, axe wound. What <laughs> are the terms? That's what I, that's why I said it. Like slash, slash, yeah, slash like, or wound. a slash, just or a slash, slash or a yes. gash. It's a gash. Is another slash. name for a vulva or a vagina? Snatch. It's a, n- Snatch. a not very nice way to, to describe all the yeah all oh, the wow. ways that we I describe heard pussies. That one yeah, that's yeah. Snatch all the things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but the axe wound one cracks me. Up. I'm like, oh god. I hope no one ever says that about my pussy. Um, and <laughs> again, everyone, if you have a cock, uh, we have information for you too. So, even though you've been on our show before, Mm -hmm. Jenny, can you please share with our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Uh, Yeah. So, I started off as just your typical, you know, physical therapist, treating all the external body parts, all the joints, and ultimately felt like there was a missing link, um, which happened to be the pelvic floor. It's like a series of muscles that no one talks about and no one addresses. And it happens to be the bottom of our core, which everyone knows about core. It's like really important. Core work. Yeah. Well, the pelvic floor is the bottom of it. And yet we don't talk about it. Which then, once I became a pelvic floor physical therapist, then you kind of go down a big rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, like no one really knows about their pelvic floor. No one really has like valid information regarding sex and their pleasure parts as well. And so that got me really into sex education in addition to being a pelvic floor physical therapist. And here we are. Here we are. Just to be clear, pelvic floors aren't only owned by vulva owners. Everybody has one. And we talked about them before and they are really important because everyone has a core. Everyone has, you know, a a back where you have an asshole. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's an asshole. You can be an asshole. You can have one. And so this is, that's why it's not just for vulva owners that we're speaking to. Um, But, we as birth 
children, you do use your pelvic floor pretty regularly to do that, right? (laughs) Pretty important part of of childbirth. So I do treat a lot of people that are kind of growing babies and birthing babies and recovering from that process. And I happen to have a a baby, a pretty big one, (laughs) a bun in the my uterus currently. (laughs) Um, So I'm in the process myself. Mm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. This your first? No, this is my second. It took me five years to commit to it again. (laughs) I still question it every day, but this one, there's no turning back. How's it? How's your pelvic floor? It's doing phenomenal. Oh. I'm just dealing with gestational diabetes right now. Oh, all the things, man. man. All the things. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm not one of those people that likes this process. Yeah. It's a means to it. You don't like being pregnant. It. You just like being. I don't like being pregnant and I also don't parent. really like babies. Oh, <laughs> right. Like maybe, I, maybe your baby I was will come like, why free. is she doing this then? <laughs> but like four, five, and beyond, you know, once they get to the point where they can actually do fun things and be sarcastic with you, that's my jam. And tell you what they want. They're hungry or thirsty instead of just crying. You're and like, what do you need? <laughs> yeah. And it. when you ask them to do something, they can respond, that's your problem, mom. <laughs> Yeah, that's my, my favorite. Kind of, you like that. I like that. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. That's awesome. It's hard You're like, touche. All yeah. right. So I look at the baby. The baby in pregnancy period is very short, even though it feels very long. Some people do love infants, man. They're Some people love birth. pregnancy, yeah. giving birth, having, yeah, being stuck with a baby on you all the time. That's just not me. But yeah. I admire people who they do like that. Yeah. Good for you, everyone. Borrow my baby. Thank you for admitting that. I I admire people that actually admit those things instead of like, it's all perfect. Uh, So babies don't understand the pelvic floor, but we're about to crack that open. We are for all people. All people Mm -hmm. of all ages. Yeah. So I guess maybe we should start with just understanding more about this whole tight pussy thing. In April, we were talking about like myth busting here. So like, what is this whole tight pussy thought process that everyone's really gung? ho about right and we can even apply i mean we we are kind of calling it tight cocks just because it is more fun to say that even though not exactly anatomically correct but when we're talking about tight pussy tight cocks we're essentially referring to a tight pelvic floor which Mm -hmm. is the muscles that sit in the bottom of the pelvis and that they are tight and everyone i can pretty much say that with authority that everyone has a tight pelvic floor and that is not healthy to have a tight pelvic floor and with regards to health i mean it doesn't bode well for optimal function which is like has everything to do with pooping and peeing and core stability but also for pleasure um whether that be penetrative or not penetrative just all pleasure and so so, you know, I think with the comments that we got last time, it became very obvious very quickly that the messaging out there is kind of that a tight pussy is a better thing for at least penis owners. And so we want to talk further about that mm-hmm. today. I want to quote something that you wrote when we were brainstorming. You wrote this and I like this. So talk more about a healthy pelvic floor feels like a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds so soft and cuddly. And, like, and, it and is, you want to make a s'more. Like, it's supple and it's lubricated and well blood flowed. And that is like the optimal pelvic floor for optimal pleasure and function. And so essentially, so when we're talking pelvic floor and when we're doing internal work with it, so that's either internal vaginal or internal butthole anus I think is probably the more I like like same butthole (laughs) but basically when you're feeling the tissue you're aiming for it to feel like a marshmallow and anything harder than that is tightness so if you imagine just like if you're massaging someone's neck 
right? That as you're massaging someone's neck, like, you know what tightness is, there's resistance to the tissue. So it's the same idea, same principles, but internal Mm -hmm. and healthy tissue of the pelvic floor feels like a marshmallow. I'd say the one exception is as you go into the butthole, there will be resistance of the sphincter. It's very strong muscle. It's a very strong muscle and it is very like reactive, subconsciously reactive, right? So it's going to like squeeze um, (laughs) initially until you you know, tell it what's up. But so that's like the one exception is we expect to have some of that resistance as we go internal anal. But once you go beyond the sphincter anally, then marshmallow central is what we're, it's like the rectum and and, is what we're, it's on the other side. So when we're in the vagina, we're like pushing through the vaginal wall to the muscles on the other side. Uh And then same thing when we're in the butthole is we're pushing through the rectum to muscles on the other side, but the rectum and the vagina are like smooth muscles. So they're the same as intestines or, stomach so they don't have any feed like you don't feel they don't give you any feedback so what you're feeling is the muscles on the other side and those tissues of the rectum and the vagina are meant to stretch to accommodate poop and things put into vaginas and pussies and babies coming out of it (laughs) which we talked about fisting and it's you can get even if you vaginal fisting we've talked about it quite a bit yeah like Vaginal, like anal fisting, deep anal fisting. So those are muscles. So they can contract. They'll go back to their well. It's their like state. The vaginal wall and the rectum can accommodate a fist or bigger because it's smooth muscle. It's meant to really be pliable and stretch. And so if it, you know, babies like really big babies coming through, yeah, okay, maybe the vaginal wall won't come back a hundred percent to where it used to be, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the universe. What has to happen though is the pelvic floor on the other side has to be in a relaxed state to allow. For the filling and the expansion of the vaginal wall and the rectum. Mm. And so the pelvic floor being too tight kind of encroaches on that and makes it so that it's actually harder to put things up there. So you're talking about, and we talked about this before a little bit too, but for our listeners and maybe I don't fully understand it, but so the, there's vaginal canal, cock, you know, an anal canal, but you're talking about the muscles all around it. It's not what we actually like see or really think of being in, ta- in tune with. Yeah. yeah. People don't look at it as a series of muscles, right? We just think like, okay, there's the vagina and there's this tunnel and the top is a, is a cervix and a uterus. Um, or in the butthole, we're like, okay, there's these tight sphincters and then there's this rectum. But surrounding all of that is like three layers of a whole bunch of muscles. Like your hip flexors, are those in there? They blend, they blend okay. with it. So they are like connected. There's some deep hip rotators in there, um, some muscles off to the side of the tailbone lots of like sling muscles that go front to back. Um, and it basically, if you were to imagine just like the bowl of the pelvis, it like covers the whole bowl of the pelvis. It's like a trampoline. A little bit. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That the rectum and the vaginal canal kind of sit in. Okay. Hmm. The bowl. Uh-huh. Now, if yeah, someone's okay. listening, like, I want to jump on that trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that why when you're, so if you're having, let's say, PIV sex, so penis and vagina sex mm-hmm. for me as a, as a vulva owner, and you tilt your hips in different ways, it can be more comfortable? Or is that just, does that have to deal with more of the vagina and its response to the cock that's going in or the like dildo? the angle or like Yeah, the, the angle, because sometimes yeah. you can kind of move around and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Or does that have nothing to do with the bowl? That kind of depends. It depends on whether we're talking about like initial penetration 
penetration or like superficial penetration or deep penetration. Mm. So if we're talking deep penetration that more has to do with you are moving your cervix. So the opening or the kind of tip of your uterus out of the way. Mm. So it's so, not, not jamming. So into it's not jamming it. into yeah. your cervix because cervix jams are like, <laughs> sounds like a, like a traffic jam on the 405 freeway. You're like, damn it. Um, <laughs> they're a bit different than even like pushing into tight muscle. They're like ones that you're going to like almost jump away. Well, there's from. a lot of nerve endings there, right? I mean, what is the point of ramming into a cervix? There is not. So <laughs> my cervix does not like that. Not and one so bit. the cervix is like, I'm going to give you feedback that this is, there's no point to this. And so it's one where you're going to tilt, you're going to move, you're going to kind of not go into that typically yeah. versus like pelvic floor tightness. It's like more vague, more diffuse, um, less of that, like jump away kind of pain um, where people tend to tolerate it. Tolerating. Even though it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So you can get a cock in if you have pelvic floor tightness or if you have a tight pelvic floor and you're a cock owner, you can utilize your cock. You can get erections and you can have a, a penis inside your overly tight or overreactive. Some people. Or it might just hurt. So some so, people can't. So some people have like vaginismus or vulvodynia where it's actually like they can't put anything in. Okay. Or like, like, you know, a lot of the times it's diagnosed kind of surrounding um, menstruation. So someone will go to try to put a tampon in and they just can't get it in. Okay. Um, and those people, it's so tight that it almost doesn't function as a whole. Mm. But there might be middle of the range. Like the, well, like, that's the thing. Yes. yes. And this is where it's just like, okay, this is true. I think for everything in the universe, right? We we always swing the pendulum from one extreme to the other extreme always. And so last time we talked about, you know, all the benefits of having a more relaxed pelvic floor because everyone is on the tight side and there's benefit to be more toward a relaxed state. Then all of the comments have a lot to do with these like <laughs> gaping tunnel hole caves that the like hot have dog in the hallway that have <laughs> no yeah, the hot dog in the hallway. There was a two comments with the hot dog in the hallway. It's, it's like, I know, are they thing. friends or is that like, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess a common way of describing <laughs> as gaping holes or maybe a, a, maybe a smaller penis in a not or so maybe small a small, vagina. exactly. Mm. We're not sure. It's, it, there's a lot of factors that yeah. are playing into this but ultimately you know that's where all the comments go is like okay well i don't want this like gaping hole that doesn't even touch my my penis and it's like okay well what about the center what about the middle point in in physical therapy we call it like the neutral zone right it's like the middle point instead of the two extremes and that's what the marshmallow is uh. is where there is you will feel the pelvic floor on both sides you'll feel the vaginal wall it's supple it's lubricated it's well blood flowed and and, and the person has access to Kegels to be able to tighten around penises, peni, penises, peni, penises, penises. dildos, penises. fingers. Fists. I kind of like yeah. peni, even peni. though I'm pretty sure it should be penis. <laughs> we call it penne <laughs> like a pasta. <laughs> penne. Yes. Um, but that is that is going to be most pleasurable not only for the receiver of penetration, but also for the penetrator. Mm. That's a weird word to to use, but it you sounds know. very superhero. -y. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the penetrator. Yeah, I'm confusing a perpetrator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, but that we're looking for that middle ground, which is like if you're feeling internally, it feels like a marshmallow. Mm. That's what we are looking for. So much of your work is about sort of like the whole tight pussy thing. And then we're you're very focused on more like it's not about a tight pussy or or having a tight cock or, or tight asshole. It's about having something that's strong, healthy balanced yeah. and and that in itself can get tight but its overall state of of existing every day all the time is not 
is in that like neutral zone because every muscle in the neutral zone has the best access to like a contraction and a lengthen it just like it's it's happy it's place where it's going to function not only strength wise so that you're not like peeing yourself you can have an erection you can ejaculate you can orgasm um but also just like optimizes pleasure as well in that middle zone Mm -hmm. so because most people are on the tight side of that scale most of my job is to bring them down to that neutral state. So we're talking a lot more about pelvic floor relaxation and doing internal massage and all of that because most people are sitting in the extreme mm-hmm. tight zone. If I had someone who had quote unquote, you know, a tunnel throwing hot dogs down, <laughs> then we would be focusing on tightening the pelvic floor to get them to the neutral zone. But like, not a lot of people exist there. I've literally never met one. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you're like maybe like a bunch of kids like that. The maybe per- if you're like 90 years old okay. and you had a bunch of kids and maybe as you had kids. You never did one kegel in your life. Or, or, had, like, or didn't have, stop having sex because sex is, can be. Can yeah. be. Yeah. yeah but as well for, for pelvic floor health. Or like sometimes the muscles will actually be torn off the bones. It can get bad. And in that case, you don't even have any muscles to work with. And like, that would be a cave. Yeah. That would be a, or that that would be an empty hallway. Prolapse. (laughs) Well, that, uh, uh, so yeah, when we think about that, we think about prolapse and people in their eighties or nineties, whose like uteruses are falling out. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately prolapse is a symptom of pelvic floor weakness, which could be a tight Uh, pelvic floor that's weak or a, that's an interesting point. So, so a lot of people think tight means strong and serious, but like tight could be weak. Overreactive. It could be overreactive. Always weak. And, And this is because similar to like, that neutral state they have the a neutral muscle like in that we're going to say marshmallow for the pelvic floor it has access to a full contraction if we are too tight or the muscles already contracted we can't contract it further so it's weak Mm -hmm. and then if the muscle is stretched out right then it's too lengthened it doesn't have access to a full contraction so a lengthened muscle is weak Mm -hmm. so we have like tight and weak stretched and weak the middle zone the neutral is like optimal strength access so is there self diagnoses before you go see someone like yourself uh, because I think we're going to do an exercise here to figure out we should because (laughs) because some folks might not know if they have a specialist in their area or Mm -hmm. they might google which don't do that you'll have cancer if you because, do that right oh, yeah, it's, it's like terrifying. you mm-hmm. go down on webmd and then you're like i'm, I'm dying i'm, dying. Yeah. I'm literally <laughs> dying is over. i do that where i'm like i have this weird like bump on my arm and then it's like it's you're cancer dying. You're dying. <laughs> i'm like what are you ready for the unleashed tour where shamelessness sexiness and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun discovery and sex edutainment Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. 
For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> Um, to live. Yeah. So what's the self-diagnosis first before we go into our own practice uh, of and speaking to both people that have penises and vulvas because right. and now us three we all are vulva owners are. Yes. so but I know you work with everyone yes. so it's it's going to be helpful yeah so so for vulva owners um, internal vaginals a very accessible hole usually for penis owners the butthole is the only hole you have access to actually feeling the pelvic floor mm-hmm. it can get a little ergonomically difficult to stick your finger up your butthole mm-hmm. um, but the easiest way to assess is to actually feel literally. Mm. Um, and so we'll be walking through today how to feel your pelvic floor, assess whether it is tighter than a marshmallow or like has more resistance or hardness than a marshmallow or is softer. And the anus should be marshmallowy too. Beyond when you get in. beyond the sphincter. Yeah. So like yeah. the you have the two sphincters, the external and internal one, which are about like, you know, about a knuckle. Once you get past that, you'll feel this little like ledge um, past the internal sphincter. And from then on, it should be. It feels like a brain in there. That's <laughs> the what I always, ass, the, yeah, the, the asshole, the oh, asshole. Yeah. When you feel it, it feels like the brain. Well, when, the I never felt a brain inside, inside the oh. sphincter. Oh, the, the actual canal. Sphincter. Like the canal. When you get in, it's, it's very brainy. When you look at a texture like it has of a brain, like rigid, rigid yeah, and stuff. it looks like that. I don't know how else to describe it. Or the coral, the coral reef that you see that looks like a brain. <laughs> like that's what I, the, did that I individual one. have hemorrhoids? I don't think so. I don't know. I can, I can call him and ask him. I know. I was like, I don't think my asshole feels like a brain. I've never felt my own asshole, but I've just put a finger like about that, like a knuckle in, but yeah. it never felt like that. But 
Um, you felt a, a brainy his, asshole. A brainy <laughs> asshole. I did. And because uh, I was working on the process. This is when I was new to this whole world. This is years ago. And I was like, it's brainy in there. <laughs> Sometimes you can have internal hemorrhoids, which would give that brainy effect. Uh, okay. Uh, that's good. No, I didn't know that. But back then. we're like, oh, talking okay. that beyond, beyond that knuckle, beyond the internal, up. when it opens up, that all through there. And you really should be able to like, I mean, if, palpate yeah. it's, it's everywhere a party in there. all the way yeah. around. Okay. Like a fist can go up there. Big things can go up there. And so it should have a lot of space and it should all feel soft marshmallowy yeah well, i didn't know what i was doing so that would have that <laughs> she may have maybe she gave well, some maybe some after t- <laughs> <laughs> maybe after today uh yeah you'll have know. to explore your own butthole or someone else yeah that's good see. that's good homework but basically you know you can feel for whether it's tighter or like harder than a marshmallow we can also assess the kegel strength both anally and vaginally um and so that is measuring its strength so for today we'll probably assess the kegel before any release to mm-hmm. see how strong it is and then do some release as in find an area that is has more resistance than a marshmallow you massage it you breathe into it until it softens and then we'll recheck the kegel and see if it got any stronger or Mm. if that individual had any discomfort with the palpation which would be kind of the equivalent of any like penetrative butthole stuff or penetrative vagina stuff being uncomfortable then that discomfort should decrease to be normal sensation of like, mm. oh, my finger's there, but it doesn't have any pain associated with it. And that's how we can best kind of assess both the tightness and the strength of the pelvic floor. And then ultimately, you know, I think it's important to note that for penis owners, symptoms that you can have associated with a tight pelvic floor would be difficulty either getting an erection or maintaining an erection, difficulty ejaculating, a decrease in sensation or even pain with any sort of sex activity is uh, difficulty with ejaculation um, including like you come sooner than you want to or delayed ejaculation is it both um i think that de- i think that it's more of the delayed like not being able to go when you can't and when you want to okay. um versus like hypersensitivity with premature ejaculation you know there's a lot of different factors that go into into that Mm -hmm. you could have like increased nerve sensitivity but if it's pleasure usually when we have like a nerve problem it's actually more painful more like burny or electrical or like stuff that wouldn't necessarily make you ejaculate sooner but when we're having pleasure it's more of like needing to train to you know do edging or so this you could know. be you could actually test this on your own masturbating if the it, because during sex it can be there could be many different elements right if you're piv sexing sexing yeah or you can ask test <laughs> right you could test but you could test kind of the hand because we were talking a lot about hand jobs earlier yeah hand around the cock well this was the this was the discussion we were having earlier because i like i acknowledge i do not have a penis Mm -hmm. and so when talking about comments that have been left from the previous one about how actually tight is better from a penis owner perspective you know i have a lot to say about that but i don't have a penis myself so i can't like a hundred percent say I know for sure because I have this penis. So we were kind of discussing with regards to like hand jobs and masturbation and, you know, masturbating tools that are out there about how they're not usually a death grip, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that they're not, you know, when I'm giving a hand job, I'm not like gripping on for dear life Mm -hmm. Um, because you could literally stop blood flow within a penis. It might hurt. It might hurt. Um, Which is why tight pussy, if you're... 
that's what I was right. trying to compare right. it to is a really tight pussy is going to be like a death grip of a hand with a hand job or masturbation. And then we were kind of also talking about like, usually there's a variety of amount of firmness that you give probably to yourself if you're masturbating or doing a hand job and, and that, that ability to have it be light to have it be more firm is the equivalent of, of like doing a Kegel for within a vagina while having penis penetration. And in order to have access to that Kegel, you have to have that neutral pelvic floor. If you're too tight, you have no ability to vary how much, you know, constriction is going around a penis. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we were trying to kind of, kind of come up with ways of being like, I think we know what we're talking about, even though we don't have a penis yeah. <laughs> per se, but I am curious about listeners out there. Um, like if you really do think about the two extremes, like can we all admit that that middle ground is the most pleasure and also more pleasurable for a vagina too, that we should care about how it feels for the person who's being penetrated too. Well, and the other thing we were talking about before it was, uh, and you mentioned masturbation. So did you April is if you're, you are doing a death grip masturbation Mm -hmm. practice, um, or really fast and hard, whether you're a cock owner or a vulva owner, and then it feels like that's all that you want or need when you have sex. And if you don't have that, then there's something wrong with the other person or with the sex. That's an opportunity to look at yourself and be like, okay, well, how did I contribute to this programming? Because plenty of people don't like that, don't want that, and don't don't do it that way. And if and if you if you're it's just to to get rid of some of the shame here, if that's you and you like it and your partner likes it, or maybe you don't have a partner, but the people you're having sex with like really tight, hard, you know, whatever good for y'all that's that's totally fine and i think that there's just a conditioning or programming that happens we're kind of like little computers is a often based on how we started masturbating when we were younger you know maybe mom or dad or some adult was going to walk in the room so you had to go really fast and hard quickly to have your orgasm and then you probably didn't make any sound because you didn't want anyone to hear it and then that hangs out with you when you're older uh, but this can be shifted through practice mm-hmm. changing your masturbation practice and and just trying and you might not have an orgasm right away right like you might do this for a little bit and then you're like oh, i'm not having the orgasm but if you stick with it people shift one of my ex-partners did this you know they were someone that felt like they wanted to shift their masturbation practice and their body's response within their sexual realm it was actually after we were together <laughs> um and and they, they did but it took a month yeah. it took a month of daily practice yeah you know, like 20 minutes a day, not, not doing the old, old like really yes. hard. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I did the shift of, um, being dependent on vibrator, external stimulation of the clitoris mm-hmm. trying to go to, Oh, can I do finger external stimulation of the clitoris and have an orgasm? But again, it takes practice. It takes time because you're so conditioned you know, to really? it being a certain way with yeah. a certain tool or however it is. But then it opens up, like once you go through that process, it opens up like so much, a bigger world of pleasure, right? You yeah. have like so much more access to lots of different strategies Varieties. and ways and variety. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing that I thought was interesting reading some of the comments uh, was that a too tight of pussy, or if it's a if it's a p- pussy that isn't tight, it use, it needs less lubrication. And I was like, I don't, think that that is a thing because some pussies will get lubed even if they're tight as fuck or they'll get naturally lubricated lube is always a good thing so i don't understand the concept of thinking that it would mean less lube because you can just shove your 
things in your your things your bits. <laughs> your bits. If it's a dildo or a penis, a you're just shoving car. it in there without anything. You're like that doesn't sound comfy. Yeah, I mean, you definitely are gonna get lube if you're aroused. Um, oh, it says less lube when too tight. Sorry, when, well, so I misunderstood. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, but you will get a level of lubrication when you are aroused, whether you have a tight pussy or you don't. Period. What you won't get is with a tight pussy is that when there's a lack of blood flow and a lack of like suppleness to the tissue, that lubrication is going to be like short term, not stick around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there won't be like replenishing as you go. Mm -hmm. So, and also if you are having penetrative sex with discomfort, like for the human body, we try to avoid pain. Typically, I know that there is some pleasurable pain period mm-hmm. um, but for the pelvic floor the go-to is usually to kind of constrict against that and protect against that and so that inherently is going to reduce your lubrication mm-hmm. um, because you're becoming less aroused because of just kind of that like pain tightness pain tightness cycle when i sense. when i think about it and i think of like if my pussy was just like super tight I, like I, I, you all can't see but i have my fists kind of gripping and pulling up because that's kind of what tightness does it like sucks in why would lubrication come out when you're you're you know kind of suctioned in but when you're you get more like or when we talk about juicy pussies like mm-hmm. y'all who, who think that tight pussies are the way what about juicy pussies because they're pretty awesome juicy and, pussies are awesome and i can agree with that yeah and 100%. that's when like and a pussy also is erectile tissue right yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's blood same flow. Taste. That's why it gets all marshmallowy. It's why it's a marshmallow. And this is <laughs> and this is the connection, right, between when we are talking about marshmallow within a vagina, we're talking about that, you know, supple, lubricated, well blood flowed, Ken Kegel. But then again, in a penis, we are talking about like ability for blood to actually get into the penis mm-hmm. and stay there, and then ability to actually have access to Kegel contraction to ejaculate and all of those fun things that we're all looking for in, <laughs> in terms of penis owner pelvic floor too you mentioned difficulty maintaining a steady urine floor or initiating urine yeah. flow and i've heard dudes peeing sometimes where it's like eh, yeah yeah i'd say <laughs> the- <laughs> like whoa what's happening yeah um yeah i'd say the one exception to that is that if like they wake up in the morning and they have a erection then it does take a bit of time to allow for urine to come out when you have an erection just because blood flow is restricting the passageway for pee but generally speaking when we don't have erections we should be able to initiate pee have it be steady and have it all empty and so if you're having that like (laughs) or you're like standing there and just kind of like like waiting for that different from the stage fright thing like sometimes i'm peeing in front of someone you know like squatting somewhere i get stage fright but that's like well but that's a tight pelvic floor so you're having the harder time relaxing your pelvic floor because of the stage fright ah yeah okay Mm -hmm. oh the brain everyone is connected Uh, to everything (laughs) and also like i mean back pain pelvic pain hip pain like all of those um are associated with tight pelvic floors and so there's a lot of you know penis owners out there that Mm -hmm. experience those things in addition to hemorrhoids Mm -hmm. like the brain the brain hemorrhoids Um, that's just a guess on my end but that this is why guess. everything's connected this everything's is why it's important connected. to listen to your body and these things if you want to have it, it's all leading to more pleasure when 100%. you identify these things and you seek out 
uh, some sort of support medically or from a therapist, which is a pelvic floor therapist, which is a medical form. It's not like you're going to pop a pill and this is going to go away. It sounds like it's it's muscular. So mm-hmm. it's just like you can't put your pill in your mouth to make you beefier to like look like you went to the gym every day when you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's about like, steroids. Well, yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> still need still, to do something. It's like yeah, aesthetic, not functional, right? right? So it's like it comes down to just, yeah, better function in addition to pleasure as well. And a lot of people, I think, sit with um, pelvic floor dysfunction or symptoms of it and just don't even know that it's that it could be different mm-hmm. because similar to like, you know, getting stuck in ways of the initial masturbation practices, it's like, well, when it's all you've ever known, we don't know that it could be different. And when we're not talking about how, oh, this is actually muscles we're talking about here, then that can be changed. We can always change muscles. Then, you know, it, it, it needs to be known like, hey, this doesn't have to be how it is. Mm-hmm. And the messaging out there does need to shift <laughs> with less acceptance for this like mediocre you know, level. I have to work through with quite a few individuals actually getting them to be okay with relaxing their pelvic floor because the messaging out there is so strong that a tighter pussy is better. Mm. And so there's a lot of um, personal, you know, confliction there to be like, well, but a tighter pussy is better. And I don't want to have, you know, this loosey goosey keeping whole um, because I know that these penis owners like tighter pussies. And that's the messaging that a lot of individuals have stuck in their brains. Um, And so getting through that to say like, well, also it's going to be more pleasurable for the penis. In addition to you're not going to have to continue to have these symptoms Mm -hmm. that you're experiencing. That's why that Megan B Megan, the stallion and Cardi B, sorry, the song was not about, you're, you're a tight ass pussy. It's a, a wet, wet ass, ass pussy. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yes. the direction we need to head. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, and then there's also um, the, I won't name names, but uh, vag- vaginal weightlifting. Right. Like if you're, if your pussy's really, and I, I mean, I, so that actually, I guess somewhat makes sense because you have control over mm-hmm. your pussy. So we're talking about more like control over the strength. This is not always tight and near every day, but you might be able to put, I don't know, like a little, toy plug thing in your pussy and hang a surfboard off of it like Kim and Nami did I said her name you have to have <laughs> you have to have access to a full kegel there so chances yeah. are that and a surfboard and <laughs> All the things. All the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of time Sometimes to be coconut. thinking about what what would be most impressive to hold yeah. with your vagina. But so if the pussy was <laughs> if that pussy was super tight all the time, you wouldn't be you able, wouldn't be to, able do to do that. it. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I think that's confusing to people when they see that and they're like, Oh, that means that, that pussy's just really tight all the time. But instead this is just a strong could muscle. Two a strong, we don't know. Healthy muscle. Yeah. Would you say it, it could have been a photo surf- Yeah. It yeah. could be a small surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Very lightweight, this new material. I was really Impressed. It could be made from some sort of uh, new plastic that is very lightweight. I also just we don't know. It was just <laughs> tangent. I remember seeing this Howard Stern episode where there was someone who maybe she she was a dancer, or sex worker, or something. But it was a uh, you know a show because he, he films it, so you can see the video of it. Um, and she sat on his lap and demoed how much she can kegel mm. and do like tight and release, tight and release to the point where he could really feel it yeah. like, all over his leg. Yeah, that's what we're talking. That, that's that's, that's a, good, a healthy pelvic that's a healthy, floor. All right, and that is like yeah. I think I think oftentimes people would say like oh well that level of strength must be tight and that is untrue. So oh, yeah, okay. that's the big myth. Okay, that's the big myth. So the words should be just strong and healthy, strong and wet. 
wet and marshmallow and strong wet healthy <laughs> yeah and also like the the wet thing too for me that's a little bit because I, so I have a blocked Bartholin's gland uh, uh, and so the wetness is so the uber lube is my best friend yeah and it's not that i can't it, lube I is don't everyone's best friend let's be honest yes. here and you know the fluids come from all kinds of things yeah. but i do know that when i feel healthier when i feel like i'm exercising my pelvic floor either with orgasm sex or doing kegel exercises um, and I'm hydrated, mm-hmm. then I have more wetness, but I am not like seeking out tightness. I'm seeking out pleasure and wetness. Yeah. And we can talk about how a lymph node or how a gland would get blocked in the first place. And mm-hmm. it's usually associated with a tight pelvic floor that Ooh. doesn't have good blood flow or circulation of flow of fluid. I always, I, I've been pretty sure that it's from having a lot of compliant sex in mm-hmm. my teenage years, I believe or like my early twenties, like not listening to my body. And so my body is really smart. It's like, well, I guess we're not going to do this gonna thing. block there. off this thing over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And then I get a surgery and well, it's better now. So <laughs> yeah. um, do we want to, so just before we go talk yes. to the demo, there's a so we got a, a couple of these fun comments Just here. Just make sure we've addressed all of the fun yeah. ones. So we got yeah. leaking all over the place from being tight. Please explain. Yes. So that has to do kind of what you talked about, how tight is weak. And uh. the reason for that is that the muscle is already contracted. It can't contract more. So it can't hold the pee in. Okay. That is that. God, it's yes. like urine specifically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is a good one too about is there a certain clearance margin? I love, I love the way that's addressed. When it's snug, we're talking about is this okay? So like a snug, clearance yeah. margin. What does yeah. this mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Is that I'm a thinking thing? like someone like a traffic signs. I just thought about sales. I'm like, what's the margin, the profitability with this pussy? Well, it's hard because there is, I mean, there's just such a variance in penis sizes too, right? So, I mean, can we even define that? Because the things that we are putting in vaginas are different sizes. But ultimately, a healthy pelvic floor will be able to allow for penetration of um, any and most things, all things we can even say. Sometimes you need to go a little slower for a while a little slower for a little while and that the space will be filled but not have resistance against that thing Hmm. so there is like it's not like there's this gap between the thing that is in the vaginal canal and the walls of the vagina there's not a gap or clearance margin but it's that the walls aren't like specifically applying resistance into that tissue because that would be tightness okay got it is that did that answer? Yeah, that? I, I didn't so. still know what clearance okay. margin is. <laughs> I mean, I think someone. I mean, I think someone's thinking about like you know, you have this tunnel and then you're putting something in it, and so is there like an amount that needs to be around the thing that's being put ah, in the tunnel? I see. And the answer is no. There is no actual clearance, but it's more about the marshmallow surrounding the thing. And so with sizing, we've with Susan Bratton said, which I really enjoyed, was like. All, pussies come in all different shapes and mm-hmm. sizes. So do cocks. We already know mm-hmm. that about cocks and pus- people don't, assume, don't understand that about pussies. Not everyone, but a lot of people don't because you can't see them. Yep. And so, but with a cock, you can like, oh, you're four inches or you're nine inches or you're all the in-betweens. You measured. But like, if you're someone with a cock having sex with someone with a pussy and it feels, or the or vice versa, a pussy owner with a cock owner and the cock feels generally too big for your pussy or the pussy feels too big for your cock or whatever, this also might be like, a sizing pairing thing. It could be a sizing pairing thing. I would say that if, I mean, some penises and objects get just so big that any pelvic floor would have a hard time accommodating them. Again, yeah. similar to like the butthole has the two sphincters that like we just need to take time to 
allow for anything to go in mm. through those two sphincters, mm. right? So I'm sure that there's there's some like limitations there. Um, but when we have, I think a lot of times there is discomfort that maybe doesn't need to be there when we're having penetration because of a pelvic floor tightness. So I'd say like if it has to do with the penis being feeling too big for the vagina, there's something to do to maybe improve that within like a certain level of, you know, reason. Mm -hmm. And then with regards to penis being, um, you know, too like vagina being too big or penis being too small, that's a little harder, right? the vagina needs to have access to a Kegel to be able to wrap around anything. Mm -hmm. And it should be able to like, I should be able to stick my pinky into a vagina and someone should be able to wrap around it, mm -hmm. um, to apply. So, so that should work with all sizes, mm -hmm. but the vagina has to have access to that Kegel mm -hmm. in order to do so. I want to read one of these because they're so, it's There's just really, ones. really <laughs> funny. And my favorite way when people open a comment or when you're talking to them, <laughs> if they say, with all due respect, you know you don't. First of all, they're yeah. not respecting the shit sandwich. Yes, it's like, ma'am. I don't know actually if this is uh, what, with like, what gender we have going on here or what their pronouns are. But, ma'am, with all due respect, you're wrong. And I don't I'm, know why. I just want to say, I want to feel like I'm filling that thing to the brim. There's some hallways that look nice but unenjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, I would word. love I would love to have that individual specifically be here right now to yeah. be able to have a conversation about both their experiences in general and but also just <laughs> I mean saying that someone's wrong just straight up. With all up. due respect though, there you go. Yeah. I mean it's like bless your heart. Bless that means fuck heart. you, pretty much. I, seriously, I will this admit this person's really knowledgeable sex educator. Of course, you know, of course. <laughs> I will admit that the thing that maybe this individual has that I don't have is a penis. And so I I cannot speak from personal experience as this individual has. But I'd be very maybe this individual has, we don't know. But I'd be very curious as to like what experiences this individual has had has had and are those experiences very limited limited to where this person doesn't even really know mm -hmm. like the pleasure capacity of other situations. Well, okay. and, and it's also very, this comment's very much focused on the pussy owner changing their yeah. body or being, but like, what about your work? You yeah. Know, like what, how is your, how does your cock play into this? Because like we said, everyone's all different shapes, sizes. And yes, maybe some people are a lot of people. Everyone you said is a little, little on the, the too tight side, but you're kind of discrediting your own contribution here because it takes at least two plus to tiny. And what if you're feeling that thing and it doesn't feel good for the person for you're the feeling. person that yeah. you're doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, we have to care about what ha is happening with the other person. And, uh, and, if you're forcing a penis into a too tight of a hole, then it does not feel good for that individual, oh, regardless no. of whether they're saying it or not. No, grosses. regardless if you want to feel like you're filling that thing to the brim. Yeah, but it's probably I want a hot dog in hallway. I'm on a hot dog. It's probably going to be a one and done because yeah. that person's probably yeah. not going to want to do it with you. They're like, uh, I'll call you. Don't call me. <laughs> yeah. Or or here's my fake number. Or yeah. that relationship where like they st they're you're still in the relationship, but they don't want to have sex. With they don't want to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't feel good. It yeah, hurts. I yeah. just like to look at it. I don't really want to feel it yeah in right. my body sorry yeah. right well, okay what about of course girls would say it's not tighter is better duh 
<laughs> well, that's just fucked. Here's the messaging, <laughs> right? This is why I have to convince people that uh, for their own pelvic floors, people with very significant pelvic floor symptoms, that I have to convince them that they don't have to have these symptoms um, as long as they can get their pelvic floor to this more neutral state and that it's not going to change the pleasure that the penis is going to experience in sex and that their their vagina will not be looked at as you know a gaping hole or something undesirable or all these things this is the message the shame yeah and this is the message that's out there you know (laughs) everywhere and and the message that like i mean we receive as vagina or vulva owners so early on Mm -hmm. and we're conditioned even if our current partners don't even feel that way we're still conditioned oh yeah tighter is better media porn still it's all over and these people on tiktok so yeah one thing that came to mind when when i read that was if if i were to say of course a big dick is better right for everyone that's not true right april doesn't like a big old dick i don't want a huge dick but and 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 the dick problem but i know plenty of people that do i know some people that want a big dick but everyone's different everyone's different yeah and that'd be really shaming to say that like that you know if i were to say that because i like bigger dicks of course everyone wants a bigger dick then I would basically be saying that like you're broken if you're not that and there's yeah. only one way to be and that's ridiculous yeah and also like good luck trying to fix your penis size if yeah. you're not that good luck on that one good yeah. luck on that one it was bath mate that can uh, add a little engorgement for a minute but not not know. too much though no we're and, talking and we like penises in all sizes everyone no penis shame here uh okay actually let's also not pussy shame no well yes <laughs> no yeah it, yeah it seems i mean because we yeah there's with that, both of those things happen ba- shallow, shallow vagina you do have a shallow vagina and you have a tilted thing. cervix too yeah you yeah. people have different tilted sizes uterus, pelvises uterus, where yeah. it's like some are really deep and some are really wide and others are really narrow and other are really short just like us where some of us are tall some of us are short some of us are some curvy. of us have brown hair and some of us you know we don't know about humor it's so ridiculous <laughs> that people think that there's like just a one-size-fits-all pussy know. i know oh yeah. my god oh my or god. cock but we know or that cock. about cocks we know it's not true i think for them for the most part but like come on or come assholes on, everyone all assholes are even different i like butthole buttholes butthole, <laughs> butthole asshole yeah. anus just sounds too formal it does a noose i was be like a noose <laughs> over here yeah time for a quick break to talk about our hands down favorite lube who also happens to be a sponsor uber lube uber lube is luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances intimacy and i actually want it all over my body y'all i'm not joking it's long lasting and it leaves my skin feeling really velvety almost silky and has no flavor or scent in april i've heard you say this great for oral sex that's right mm-hmm. and they happen to have thousands of doctors and therapists in the u.s alone recommending uber lube to their patients for various reasons including it feels amazing on the skin it's highly body friendly it's less likely to change the ph and that vitamin e leaves the skin feeling nice and moisturized uber lube is not just for sex it's for massage you can use it for your hair frizzies for buffing up your tattoos and it even prevents chafing it comes in this gorgeous glass bottle that i love so the aesthetics are beautiful it has this easy pump top you're gonna love it it looks more like a cosmetic so you can leave it shamelessly on your nightstand just go to uberlube.com and use discount code shameless to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code shameless for 10% off and free shipping. 
This podcast is also brought to you by omgs.com. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years now, and it's completely changed their lives, including that of my own. OMGS utilizes scientific research of real vulvas showing techniques to pleasure the pussy. And then they turn the research into tasteful, educational, short videos, animated modules, and infographics. And here's the thing. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Hey, vulva owners, want to transform your own orgasms from good to out of this world? Or vulva admirers, want to up your pussy pleasure skills? Well, you gotta check OMGS out now. OMGS studied more than 20,000 people of all ages from 18 to 95. There are three seasons, this is not a subscription service, and you don't need to download anything. There's external pleasure, internal pleasure, and a season all about sex toys. Your purchase helps fund more research, and it's an incredible gift. Go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com slash shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. All right, everyone, it's demo time. And Amy is the demo human <laughs> she's the demoer demoer and I, Jenny, she's glad you didn't say test bunnies test bunny uh she will be performing what i'm performing <laughs> she'll be performing she's the self-assessment that jenny put is gonna tell her what to do How to do it yes, yes. i basically yes. putting my thumb in my pussy you are putting your thumb in your pussy <laughs> on on air yes okay you are. <laughs> um but with your pussy either, with by the, way. the with the lens of um assessing the muscle of your uh-huh. pelvic floor got it so yes. i'm not trying to diddle myself so we're not really going up toward the top where I'm all the good an orgasm sense. yeah okay. i mean you could at the end if you want to it might even be stronger than pri- than usual their ratings go way up it's one way to go about a, this the when harry met sally yeah. orgasm yeah they'll just fake it for yes. jenny be like that's not real i know that's not real so i have so jenny told me to so we describe so basically like, like, i'm sitting you want to be in a comfortable position usually a little bit elevated some a position where you're going to have access to your pussy or to your butthole if you don't have a vagina but um it is very but uh it is harder to access the butthole yourself with fingers there's lots of wands um that are available for that but we want to be in a comfortable position vibrating so can, wands you're saying wands um they're like pelvic floor, it, you, have you heard of the theracane for like your neck no it's like a it's like a cane that helps you like release your neck oh yes it's the same idea but for internal i've pelvic thrown a floor. bunch of those away because i didn't know what they were oh they're <laughs> so <laughs> lovely oh, okay i might have one in the garage i for will you. take it if you don't want it <laughs> um so you want to be in a comfortable position where you can relax and where you have access to whatever hole you're going in you also want to have clean hands soap and water is totally fine and lubrication Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Uber trim Lube. nails if you're going to be putting and that in But what do you probably. do if you have if you get your nails did? Do you just put uh, gloves over them? You can or put gloves over cotton, them. In cotton the gloves balls? with the cotton balls at the, at the or tips. Or finger a finger condom with a cotton. But ball? that if your nails are if you have like talons, that might not be good. So mine always. You stay might short, need so. to just use a wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 yeah. <laughs> to be safe. So yeah, the, I'm I'm on our our couch. If you watch any of our videos, this is not 
a full video right now. You can't watch me go and put my thumb <laughs> that up. That would right now. get immediately uh, removed And I'm on our shameless sex couch here uh, against two pillows with my back upright, and then my legs are out. My dog is chewing a bully stick at my feet. I'm yep. not going to look at him during this. And you're going, <laughs> and so, and Jenny's going to give guide her on what to do and give her instructions. Yes. And I have the glorious Uber Lube because we love Lube and we, we love Uber Lube. It's the best loop ever. All right, let's do it. Okay, All so right. you're going to pick a thumb and you're going to lube up that thumb. You can be gracious, but Uber Lube a little bit goes a long way. Um, and then you're going to insert your thumb. So this is for vaginas specifically. Um, for butthole, you probably need to use like your middle finger or your pointer finger. Um, so you're going to lube up your finger and then you're going to have the pad of your finger. So like nail is up toward the ceiling and pad of your fingers down toward your butthole. And you're going to insert it in about like, we'll just say like a thumbnail deep. So like just oh, to the, too far already. <laughs> hey, yo, like, hey, we in there. Like, bam. And then what you're going to do is you're going to kind of like put a little pressure toward your butthole and palpate kind of in like a half circle. Or half moon. So you're doing... Uh, oh, okay. I see. So you're... And you're feeling for what does the tissue feel like? See, this, so so I... Okay, just coming back to like the brainy butthole that we were talking about. I mean, my vaginal floor feels like... Or my, my vaginal canal feels as like a, more of the brainy tissue. Marshmallowy? So there's no, like ridges. Brainy, okay. ridges. Yeah, ridges. There's ridges. Yeah. Now, are the ridges soft like a marshmallow or are they hard? A little harder. harder. Okay. Yeah. So that release. <laughs> so that is tightness. Yeah. Now sensation. Makes sense. It all makes sense now. Now sensation wise, what does it feel like? Is there any like are you kind of like oh well my fingers there and it's just applying some pressure and nothing right home about or do you have any other sensations associated with Remind it? Remind me, I'm kind of just going back and you're forth on the lower like part. Apply, yeah, yeah. Like if you were to think about the whole of the vagina, you're, yeah. you're kind of like doing the half moon on the bottom half Got of it. it. Okay. With a little bit of pressure into the tissue to be able to feel whether it has resistance. It, yeah, it feels ridgy and checking it out. Checking it out. <laughs> like, oh, there's my clitoris. That's not part of the game. And she shouldn't be clenching or anything. She's relaxing. No, she's trying to kind of just like oh, really breath work is really what allows for relaxation. So you can kind of breathe into like wherever you're opening your, your legs too. Yeah, open your legs. You want to you want to feel like you're in the relaxed state. You're not holding your legs up. You're just kind of like breathing down into where your finger is and in a relaxed. Can you position. give me like a sensation scale? Like, does it feel? Do you feel any discomfort? Do you feel oh. burning? Do you feel sharp pain? Do no. you or is it numb? Are you only aware that your finger's there because you put your finger there no. or is it just kind of like i know where my finger is and that's that i can feel my finger it's not numb or painful or or burning or, or uncomfortable mm -hmm. and at certain parts so when i like push my finger backwards like towards my cervix like in more part, in more yeah. there's sensation but when i pull forward a little bit there's a little bit of pleasure. Oh, no. Now, if you were to find like the hardest part, so like the area of that kind of half moon that has the most restriction to it, so like the hardest tissue, so the furthest away from a marshmallow. So, like more the thick, the ridgy stuff I'm talking ridgy about. Ridgy stuff that has yeah. some resistance got, to it. And you were spot. to apply pressure into that, similar to if you were massaging someone's neck. Yeah. What does it feel like as you apply so pressure? So, I'm kind of kneading it? You're kind of just like, yeah, laying into it. Kind like okay. a trigger point release Got if it. you will okay um what does it feel like as you do that I kind of feel like i have to pee okay <laughs> and you just peed 
I did so not. That's I did not. Oh, you didn't pee? I thought you just peed before. Uh, no, no, I did. Oh, yes, Before I did. you released your bladder, okay, though, yeah. before, Oh, she thought right? you meant, like, pee on the couch. Oh, no, no. I didn't she did not, not pee on the couch. But I'm saying you clarify that. Because you just released all the bladder. And I just laughed, and I could feel my pelvic floor tighten. Okay. Okay. Well, that's actually good, because the pelvic floor in response to coughing, peeing, or coughing, sneezing, and laughing should do a little tightening to prepare for that pressure. So whenever we have the sensation of needing to pee, when we're not pushing on the urethra itself, we're just pushing on a muscle that is like a referral from a trigger point. Mm -hmm. So if you tend to pee more frequently than every two hours, two to four hours, then that this, this could be a cause for that. If that makes sense. I don't, I'm, I have like this bladder of a bladder of a a camel, something. Yeah. I'm like a camel. Camel. Do camel. Okay. Camels have a good bladder. They do. They can really hold their, I like like, that we're having a conversation and I just have a finger in my pussy. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Let's let's not digress here. It's totally normal for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so So on the ridgy So you find the ridgy part. Okay. So now, you know, like, okay, that's the tightest part within like the first layer. Now I want you to go in deeper. So go more toward like your knuckle, kind of where you initially started. Um, so we're not right at the fingertip. Oh, I already went with the knuckle. Sorry. Oh, you're already at the knuckle. Okay. So that was an assessment at uh, your knuckle depth. I'm, I'm in my knuckle depth. Yeah. Okay. What, where was that rigging and tightness that you just found? It's in my knuckle hard, depth. You can't, it was knuckle. It's, okay. so it's probably like, it feels like it's about two inches in or in? like, yeah. okay. Then, so you just kind of assess the second layer of your pelvic oh, floor. I already went that far. So then I actually want you to pull out a little okay. bit and right. go to just like a nail bed. Oh, interesting. And assess that same Ooh, yeah. half circle. What does it feel like? How hard is it rigid wise? Definitely some hardness there. Uh, and no pain. A little bit of that EBGB thing I was talking about, which yeah. is not on air, but like about it's the like a sensitivity, a nerve sensitivity. Yeah, like the thing. inner labia EBGB things because I'm closer to my inner the labia. Opening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and is there a part of that half circle that feels the tightest if you were to kind of compare it to yeah. the rest Yeah. How do of I it? tell if it's, because I can feel the ridges that are really firm, mm-hmm. but then I can also just feel what feels like part of the muscle that's on the, connected to my anal canal because that's firm too so none of it should be firm it should all be a marshmallow <gasps> there's oh. a really high way i found the firm one got it super firm okay the firm one there's <laughs> one in there that's okay. really nice firm. So firm. you found the most significant firmness oh it's significant okay so now <laughs> you're gonna say that that is the tightest part of your pelvic floor that you've assessed at this point in this session yeah okay now i want you to stick your finger back in as far as you can you're gonna assess your kegel strength okay. right now so you're gonna do a kegel mm-hmm And you're going to feel a full strength Kegel is that it squeezes all the way around your finger and lifts up, like lifts your finger up into the vagina. So you're feeling for like, can I squeeze all the way around and does it have a lift to it? And is the Kegel like a two second hold, three second hold? No, you're just like doing it, feeling what it feels like. You're getting like a baseline, like Like in and out squeeze and squeeze and release and one and two. Which would feel good on a penis I can do like some Jane Fonda workout shit for you. you That's so cool. Because I I can feel like the bottom part of my pelvic floor like significantly lifting cool. up and then the rest of it also is moving that that part's the stronger part that's like but the lift of it yeah the okay. lift so just make a mental note of like how strong it is how like global it is like how much of you know you're getting kind of an even you want me to take notes for you yeah we write so this down make a note. so i w- if i were to rate it on a scale i would give like the bottom part of my pelvic floor um like my thumbs kind of pressing down to it i'm gonna give that a 10 because it is real good Ooh, nice. and then like around the side I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a good seven or eight. Okay, and showing up for you. Top 
the top is lighter. Okay, top's the, lighter. The top is more, which is interesting because the tight parts on the bottom, but that feels that stronger. That is what we're gonna try to oh, change. It's all connected. It. <laughs> they don't, they don't function as like little muscles that sit on islands by themselves. So the whole thing's very connected. It's yeah. not an island. Um, <laughs> and then with regards to the pull, do you feel like a very strong pull of your finger up into your vagina, like where there's almost resistance if you try to pull it out, or do you feel like it's it's like medium? Medium. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so now you're gonna go to the spot that was the most firm that's more out so it's like kind of toward the opening oh, and it's like the, a little to the left <laughs> there you go yeah so opening a little to the left and then you are going to massage it as if you were massaging someone's neck so you're going to apply a significant amount of pressure into it whatever is tolerable if there's any pain but you said it, there wasn't a lot of pain associated with maybe the heebie-jeebies so yeah. be you know if the heebie-jeebies get so strong that you're tightening against it then too much yeah and then you're going to focus on your inhale you're going to breathe into where your thumb is uh-huh. you're going to breathe into it to facilitate relaxation similar to if someone had an elbow in your mid back massaging a tight muscle you would breathe into it to get it to let go and you're going to stay there breathing into it until you can feel that it becomes a little softer the spot already moved a little bit great now because it it was like on the lower part and and now it's now it's like curving up okay so then you can follow that if someone had a ton of pain should they kind of it would be like into that and breathe into it until it releases yes found a really wild spot okay Okay. (laughs) so that wild spot these are the spots that we're looking for um they all of the like kind of wildness of it i need you to associate with this is like a tight muscle not that there's like a problem in there yeah so the spot i just found my my finger my labia but yeah it's definitely and but again it moved it was like felt like or the tightness i don't know if i was just holding my finger for a while in the lower part but when i'm now i'm up and like over to the left a little bit Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so when you put pressure on it, it moved. Yeah. Well, the, I was doing that with the other one. Now I'm massaging this spot. Yeah. And so basically, you're like finding tightness. You're mm-hmm. massaging it, breathing into it to relax it. It will let go. It will soften, and then mm-hmm. you go find another one. Oh, that. So it's, oh, yeah, that, it's, it's not the breath part. Breathe. That's amazing. It. So it's, it's not, not rocket ha- science. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> not. Great. We're just kind of moving. I know around. people think pelvic floor specialists are really special, but you're we're not really, that special. You are though. Uh, <laughs> you really are. But it is something that people are totally capable of doing themselves. Yeah, I can totally see what you're talking about i feel like i have a lot of tissue to massage out okay, okay. so now do you feel like you've made any sort of difference like it's a little softer well, that spot changed okay too. cool yeah. so now you can go back and you can reassess your kegel and you can just see if it changed your strength at all and maybe it will and maybe it won't but this is kind of the process that we go through as pelvic pts um to just make sure that the release of the pelvic floor is also increasing the strength yeah. of the kegel okay so then i would put my so thumb so like all you, the way in yep stick it all the way in and then, and then do it. that squeeze and that lift of the kegel and see if it's changed in any of its qualities what happened over there oh you're not making a face you are making a face <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm in surprise i'm like wow it still feels lighter on the top yeah. and like the same on the top of the bottom but the uh, sorry the top in size but the bottom part feels like it has more of a so you lifting. rated it a 10, but it actually had more. It's like a 12 it now. Had more to it. 12 out of 10. <laughs> so that is like a really, like we apply oh, that. Oh yeah. That standard of like, well, this is just how I am. This is just how I am. I'm the strongest that I ever have been, but you could be stronger. <gasps> Whoa. Um, <laughs> I'm going to massage my pussy every day. And this is, this is what, this is can like the doors that open. Now? Yeah, you okay. can. Well, so let's recap. So let's recap this. So. Yes. In kind of bullet points, if you had to elevator it for someone that wants to do a self-assessment, yes. 
what they're looking for, what to do quickly, and then kind of what, how often should they do this? Right. So, okay. So we want to be in a relaxed position with clean hands and lube. Um, when we're using the fingers, we're really only accessing layer one and two. So that's kind of that like thumbnail to beyond first knuckle kind of. The Don't whole do what thing. I did where you go all the way in. I mean, quick. you can, <laughs> you can, you can start deep and then work your way superficial. But, but with our own fingers, we're really only able to get to layer one and two. Butthole wise, like you're probably only able again to get to layer one maybe two the third layer the deepest layer is actually where a lot of the magic happens but we have to have tools in order mm. to access it as individuals so part of me was like i'm gonna bring tools today. yeah you'd say um, i'm gonna bring wands i was going to but that should be only with a medical professional no or, no no, no. Okay. you can totally buy a wand the most accessible ones are intimate rose they're on amazon um they are silicone based i like <laughs> uber lube um but if you wash them right away you're probably fine yeah. and the cool part about the intimate rose one is it has a, va a vagina and and a butthole end oh, um, so the butthole one cool. is thinner and longer i find that when i'm doing vaginal release the butthole end gets in the way of my thighs so it's why it's not my favorite one mm. but for most universal use and access it is the easiest one to get on amazon and also has both ends but that's going to give you the kind of third layer access and then essentially when we're with our finger we can feel if it's harder than a marshmallow when we're with the wand we don't have that feedback but we do have feedback of discomfort or numbness um, or reproduction of any other symptoms we're experiencing and so we use that as the guide to know whether we're on a tight muscle or not i have a, a question just i know we have to wrap up the show but so like putting my own fingers inside of me feels feels like totally fine but I'm not really that into putting things inside of me other than my ass my ass loves it but in in my pussy that aren't um, made of human things. That's just me personally. I like it on my clit, my you know, yeah. the outside of my yeah. of my vulva and anal anal for sure. Um, but not saying that you all should do that too. But so when you're saying that with the wand, my body's already a little bit like heebie-jeebies. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you do what you're comfortable with. And uh, but I will say that like a lot, you could see a pelvic floor physical therapist. They can access your third layer for you. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, with regards to like how often, if we do pelvic floor release for two to five minutes most days of the week, mm -hmm. you're you're going to have the quickest gains within two weeks. You're going to have a change of symptoms. Two week really? challenge. Everyone two to should we do a two minutes? week challenge. Two to five minutes That's every day. Nothing. It's nothing. Um, wow. But most of the magic happens in that third layer. So okay. you, so, you know, you can ask yourself like, why do I feel I don't want that? Is there any way to go around that? Or if not, then just like do what you can within layer one or two, you will have access, you know, you'll get some improvement there. Um, and then use your breath to see if you can let go of that kind of deeper layer. Yeah. Um, but a little bit goes, along a little bit goes a long way with this and it's the consistency i found it's kind of like yoga five minutes of yoga every day mm. is where you're gonna have your benefit or meditation versus like that's anything yeah. completely versus like your one week one hour yoga class yeah. is not gonna give and you as the much. beauty of this is is that there's professionals in most places yes. if you live in somewhat near to a city because it would be helpful if you're not comfortable, right yeah. to guide you through yeah. to make sure you're doing things in a way that you're getting the right information yes. and so jenny put lives in but I always say put. <laughs> it pro I, it's hard to know. My last name actually was Pot. Uh, oh, okay. And then we migrated to Germany and they were like, we're going to make this more German, but like pretend German because put isn't actually a German name or word um and so in if we were in germany they probably would say put but we're in america and everyone's sorry says i say most things that uh, i say it phonetically like it's a origin are you greek i'll say it like greek uh so 
My Grecian friends would I love like that. It. It makes so Je- Jenny Putt, she <laughs> yeah. lives in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. So yes. if you are from, as Amy said, you y'all have known each other for almost what oh twenty God, we're plus years? Twenty year high school reunions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, actually oh, it's having happening. a reunion. <laughs> so like twenty. No, we went to junior high together too, right? Yeah. Oh my oh, God. You so like twenty six years yeah. together. And Jenny's. You, I always learn something from you. You're cool. so fantastic to have on the show. So if people want to find you and they work can, with you yeah, or someone to, in your field, yes, they can head to my website, Jenny Putt P T J E N N Y P U T T T right P U T T like golf, but then P T after yeah. Oh wow. Asterit.com. You'll see that my whole website is really geared toward the perinatal population because I'm really starting to specialize in that. But if you just go to contact, you can contact me. You can even set up a little like, um, you know, 15 minute little chat with me and I can either direct you toward where you can get help um, or help you myself virtually. I will be out for a while with this baby situation. She's having a baby. She's having a baby. Um, not can always use me as a resource and I always make sure that whoever contacts me gets the help that they need because a lot of the times it's just knowing that it exists and how to find it. Mm. Yeah. I love That's that. awesome. I, and I want to invite everyone listening to, and maybe we can do this, the t- a two-week challenge. Two-week challenge. Two, is it two to five minutes a day? Two to five minutes most days of the we week. We should probably just do that on social media and be like, uh, follow us on Instagram yeah. and TikTok or Shameless Sex Podcast. We can give prizes away. Yes, we can. Oh, my God. And that would encourage you all to explore your pelvic floor. Oh, I will as what, well. One other question real yeah. quick. Real quick. So if I had a cock, what would, what, could you just give me like a short like, short version of how I could do this? So uh, you'd have to ass. reach around for butthole. Uh-huh. And ideally, you'd pick like the longest finger that you have. So usually the middle finger. And you would want to be able to hook toward your tailbone. So toward the backside. Okay. And you want to get you're trying to get past the two sphincters so you'll feel that at first well like what i like to do for insertion is to take a breath in and then like push as in like almost like you're pooping it opens up the sphincters so that you can allow for penetration then you're going to insert your longest finger in Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get beyond those two sphincters, you'll feel almost this like shelf. And the difference between hanging out in between the two sphincters is that you'll feel like you really, really, really have to poop. Mm-hmm. Once you're beyond the two sphincters, then there's less sensation there. It feels more like pressure mm-hmm. than um, poop. And that is pelvic floor in there. So you do that half circle going toward your tailbone. You might even be able to feel your tailbone, but oftentimes you need really long fingers in order to do that. One other last question. So as someone who's a pussy, owner would be beneficial for me to do that with my ass too yeah because you actually can access like a lot of muscles that are really close to your tailbone without the rectum in the way Mm -hmm. if we go vaginally we have to push through the rectum to get to those muscles um, versus if we're in the rectum we don't have as much in between we can go to the other side so there's definitely a benefit so i do a lot of anal work usually with people who i can't really access it vaginally or who people have people who have symptoms very specific to their tailbone like maybe their tailbone got broken or they had a fall or something like that where I really want to be able to latch onto the tailbone. Oh, awesome. You can always press rewind and listen to all of Jenny Putt's info about your all pelvic floor health. Yes. <laughs> yes, It's not even about pelvic floor. It's about pleasure, y'all. So go and get in there. Amy just experienced some. You were on a 12 at one point. Yeah, it's and fun being on air putting my finger in my yes. pussy. It was nice and wet in there. It was nice and wet <laughs> Well, thank you, Jenny Pat. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. And thank I'm you like to hanging out holding my thumb thank out. You, <laughs> and, no, thank you, Thumbs Amy, up, for being the guinea pig <laughs> in here. You did such a great job. Uh, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in and stay tuned because we have another 
another sizzler, a trailer, a teaser, and it's called the Erotic Short Stories Podcast. They're part of our podcast network. Pleasure Podcast, y'all, is awesome. We are so grateful to have uh, them as our podcast daddy or mommy, whatever you want to call them. They're family. They're a family. We love them, and we want to honor each of you with having little information about what they do. So stay tuned right now because it's just a short teaser pleaser here we go if you enjoy losing yourself in stories of passion lust and erotica then you'll love erotic short stories tune in every friday to hear me mia hart read you tales of lust fantasy and desire My stories are pure escapism and a chance for you to indulge in some sensual erotica whenever you feel in the mood. Join me on Erotic Short Stories, available on all podcast platforms for your weekly fix. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.